From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Today we're glad to have in studio the Syracuse High School Madrigals with their director, Nathan Egan. They've had a bus ride of over an hour to get here, so we very much appreciate them making the trip. And this is not their first time either because they are here as the winners of our annual high school choir competition, where three great choirs come in, record some songs, we play them on the air, and a panel of choral music judges ranks them. Then we post the songs on our Facebook page and everyone can listen and vote for their favorite choir. Their prize is today's show, a chance to share what they've been working on this year. The Syracuse High School Madrigals are an audition choir. They're juniors and seniors. They're all part of the 86-member a cappella choir, which they all had to take a 75-question music theory test to get in, plus their vocal audition. They perform a lot, and they're committed to musicianship and teamwork, and we're excited to ask their director how he runs this very successful choral program. But to the music. Our first piece is by American composer Daniel Gothrop. He's written hundreds of choral commissions, including this piece, which was commissioned by the American Choral Directors Association. Mr. Gothrop got his music degree from right here at BYU in 1988, so I got in touch and asked him about this song. He said, This song seems to have found the right balance that lets singers sound impressive without overtaxing technical skills. I guess that means, like Goldilocks said, it's just right. There's also a nice flashy finish for the pianist, who, by the way, is Lindy Bantz. Here is the Syracuse High School Madrigals with Sing a Mighty Song by Daniel Gothrop.
Sing a mighty song by Daniel Gothrop. Performance here in Studio 6, live of the Syracuse High School Madrigals. We'll be talking with their director, Nathan Egan. We want to say thank you. It's nice to have you back. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. I want to just ask a little bit about one of your goals that you have for your choir, just in the reading that we've done, that you have a goal that they'd be lifelong singers. Tell us a little bit about that. Even though I decided to make a career out of music, I realized that not everyone does. So one of my goals as their teacher is to help them foster a desire to perform, whether in community or religious choirs, or for these students who will be graduating high school to go on to college and perform in collegiate level groups so that they can continue to advocate for the arts in their lives. I read about two very interesting assignments, and the, the first one maybe is a little more traditional, I can understand this, which is asking the choral students to attend at least a live concert per semester that they're not part of, and what are you wanting them to give back to you in the, their report? The purpose of the concert report is really to just let them have an opportunity to listen to excellent music. That's why I require that it's high school level or above, so that they have an opportunity to get outside of our program and listen to what other people are doing and be inspired by it. It seems like listening to others would train you to listen even when you are the performer. It sure does. <laughs> so and this is the one that really intrigued me is a musical service report every semester. So tell me about this. You hinted at it, I think, with the other choirs you mentioned, community choirs, etc. You assign them to do some sort of musical service. What kind of reports come back? What's on that list? I've had a wide variety of musical service assignments turned in. So that includes helping out at choir events at the school, as well as what most students do. They sing in a church choir that they're a part of or a community choir. Some of them even schedule their own solo and duet performances at assisted living facilities. So the reports that I get are pretty awesome to read because I get to hear about their experiences stretching out of their comfort zones, serving others, and bringing the gift of music into other people's lives. Which is nice. Then it's not just a closed circle here. It seems like you, you're turning outwards in right. the community. It's about serving the community. Very nice. Well, let's hear some more music. Then we'll talk more about the tricks of the trade as a, a high school or whatever kind of choir director. The next piece we're going to hear is Blake Henson. The Latin term is Ovos Omnes, which translates as O ye who pass by this way.
Ovos Omnes, Blake Henson's work. We're listening live here in Studio 6 to the Syracuse High School Madrigals, and they are the winner of our annual high school choir contest. We do have a really big tradition here in Utah of people participating in music, which is really nice. Nathan Egan is the director, received his bachelor's degree of music in music education from here at BYU, Brigham Young University. Did you know when you started that that's what you wanted to do when you showed up day one as a freshman? I actually had decided when I was in high school that I wanted to go into music education by my junior year of high school. So that was my plan when I got to BYU. Nice. And you stuck with it. Yes. Had to try a few times. Very competitive program. So I had to fail the first time and then apply again later. But I made it the second time. Nice. Uh, you've studied with Carla Ray Cook, Daryl Babbage, Diane Reich, Michelle Scott. At least three of those we know have been guests here on Highway 89. Nice to see that. Also singing in the BYU Men's Chorus, the Concert Choir, uh, BYU's production of Pirates of Penzance. You ha- went right from here to a, a position teaching music at a junior high and a high school and really did some great things in turning around a music program that, at least from what we can detect, was a little bit unruly at best. It's sort of some low expectations. Seven years hadn't done anything in state. How do you turn around something like that? I think for me, it was a matter of adrenaline because <laughs> as a first-year teacher, you're really stressing out. And I had no preconceived notions about what students were able to accomplish. And so I said, well, these are my groups. We're going to work, and let's see if we can qualify for state. And so we did. We had two groups that did, one of which got first place in the Oregon State Women's Vocal Ensemble uh, Division. And it just took a lot of a lot of training and showing them that this is possible, helping them believe in themselves. So did you see them sort of buy into that in that process? Yes, it took some time. But by second semester, uh, they finally started to believe once they had a bit of success throughout the school year. So that they performed just positive feedback they got or, or state or regional competitions? By first semester, no, there weren't any competitions, but uh, students know. When, when teachers say, yeah, you sounded so great, and they think, no, we really didn't. <laughs> so they, they know. And so when they feel that they're progressing, they can tell. You have, maybe I'll talk about this later, some interesting objectives and goals besides just uh, let's get together, guys, and have fun and sing, which I think is pr- pretty admirable. So let's hear another piece. This is a, a piece called Bring Me a Little Water, Sylvie, arranged by Kirby Shaw. This goes back, the earliest mention I've been able to see is about 1936, and it's a, a worker in a field calling to Sylvie. We'll have some soloists, so we'll crank open our solo mic here. First, Haley Stevens, then a duet of Cassie Arnado and Katrin Lisenby. And then a duet, a Lily Tanner and Justin Ritchie.
Bring me a little water, Sylvie. Bring it right now. Arranged by Kirby Shaw. We're listening live on Highway 89 to the Syracuse High School Badrigal Choir. Nathan Egan uh, is the director. Some objectives and goals. And I thought this was pretty good because I've heard people say, what's an easy class? I've got to fill an elective. Oh, maybe do choir. you probably get an A. That was not your philosophy. Not at all. <laughs> okay, so share with us what you tell people. I always tell students that if they're interested in singing and becoming a better singer, becoming a better music reader, then choir's the place for them. It's not an easy A class. If you consistently participate, strive for excellence, and are there for all the concerts, then it's a pretty easy A. But not all students want to be striving for excellence. These students really do. That's why they're here and they audition for these groups. I like you said this, you don't sign up just to have fun, although you probably will have fun. That's not the ultimate goal. Yes, I remember shocking my students the first time I said to them, there is no fun in choir, which I actually learned from Rosalind Hall at BYU. <laughs> um, but I spun it a little differently and, uh, and said to them, the reason there's no fun in choir is because it's not our goal. If it's our goal, we won't accomplish much. We won't achieve anything. But if our goal is excellent music making, then we'll have fun in the process because it's pretty fun to be great. Yeah. There's a satisfaction, and you have uh, several areas you work on, like uh, music fundamentals. I mean, some of this you have to have just to read the music. But tell me about this music theory test, the 75 questions that you give people before they audition, or as part of the audition. Right. It is a, a music theory curriculum that I found that the school already had, so I decided to put it in place as part of the auditioning process. There are three levels to it. The level three test is the one that they take to get into the to get into the choir. So students who start in one of the beginning level choirs with me, they get to practice and prepare all year. They get level one, level two, and then level three, and then we take it in class. So they're already ready for auditions. You're assuming that they're going to do pretty well if they've been participating, paying attention. Yes. 
sight singing, diction, vocal production. How do you do vocal production with a whole group? It's like giving a voice lesson to 80 people. I've found that a lot of the same techniques work just as well. It is harder as the teacher to listen as intently as you would with just one voice and diagnose, but you can still, whether it's listening to the whole choir, listening to one section, or even one row of a section, you can get pretty specific feedback and give them healthy techniques that build their voices. I'm just wondering, as a teacher, you have all the music in the world at your disposal, and picking a variety that'll be good for concerts. I mean, these are all the details of being a conductor behind the scenes. But also, it must be thrilling when you hear your group and you think, I think this is a group that can do such and such a piece I've been dying to do. That is pretty exciting because repertoire selection is something I think most music teachers spend the most time on. It takes a lot of thought to decide what you're going to do for the next year for five or six choirs. I know the goal probably even for you isn't this will be just way fun. But when do you have fun? What are the most fun parts of it? Because you've got to be sure that you sell some tickets and arrange for a bus and all of this other stuff that's not music, actually. What are the most fun parts for you? I think it's all the memories, all the music-making opportunities we have. Coming here, going on tour and having clinics at various universities, um, performing at the State Choral Festival in beautiful venues, it's, it's those moments where the music comes alive and the students really get it. You know what? As soon as you said memories, back there behind you, I see the choir, the seniors are like tracing pantomime of tears coming down from It's like, oh no, it's almost over. It's almost over. Did you have a really great junior high or, or high school choral experience yourself that set you up to want to do this? My junior and senior year, we got a new choir director at my high school and it was her first year teaching and our choirs went to state that year. And it was the first time our choirs at our school had gone to state in a decade, maybe. Wow. That was really inspirational for me, just seeing that whole, the whole process and what she did and the friendships I made. It can be done, wow. Yeah, talk about a great example. Let's hear one more. This is uh, from Eric Whitaker. I just have to say, I'm fascinated by the history of this song. It's called Sleep, but this was a commission he got from someone who, who wanted to honor parents who'd been married 50 years, died within weeks of each other, and they wanted the Robert Frost poem set, and then he found out it wouldn't work. The copyright would not allow it. Finally, he got somebody to write different lyrics, and they are beautiful. I'm just going to give you a couple of lines. Upon my pillow, safe in bed, a thousand pictures fill my head. I cannot sleep, my mind's aflight, and yet my limbs seem made of lead. What dreams may come, both dark and deep, of flying wings and soaring leap, as I surrender into sleep. Here is Sleep by Eric Whitaker.
Sleep by Eric Whitaker. We've been listening to the Syracuse High School Madrigals. Our guest today, we want to give a special thanks to our director, Nathan Egan. Thank you very much for bringing the choir today. It was our pleasure. Thank you for having us. If you're listening at home, you just caught part of the show, you'd like to hear the first part, hear it again or share it, it's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite, film direction by Abby Vance. The show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening. <laughs>